Hey, it's Benji Cole, son of Al Cole from CBS Radio and host of the syndicated talk show, People of Distinction. The talk that gives an in-depth view of some of the most dynamic, intelligent, and of course, successful people on the planet. Run to our website, peopleofdistinction.org for more info, where you know you can always email me directly through Benji at alcoholenterprises.com. And people, we are very excited to showcase this next guest here on our network. So do me a favor, sit back, strap in, and get ready for a wonderful ride. And on the line with us today, we have Dr. Albert H. Yervati. We're going to be discussing his amazing memoir, Wet My Hands, available for purchase through Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. But people, listen to me. If you want to gather everything that Dr. Yervati has in store, well, do yourself a favor and head directly to his personal site. Now, that's yervatibooks.com. There, you're going to be greeted with a whole host of information. First and foremost, you're going to learn more about Dr. Yervati himself, as well as find hyperlinks set up to take it to the purchasing pages. But in addition to this book, Wet My Hands, Dr. Yervati has written another book that you're going to want to get your hands on as well. And that one is called This to Me. Both of which, as I mentioned, available for purchase through Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com. But check out his personal website, YourVadiBooks.com, to gather everything that he has to offer. And before we go any further, I want to take this opportunity and point out that Dr. Yervati was brought to our network, People of Distinction, today by one of the best advertising firms in the business. And people, listen, if you follow us, you already know I'm talking about Content Media Press. I'm telling you, they're one of the best in the business to do it, and this is exactly what they specialize in. So for my writers out there listening in, if you have gone through your process, you have spent countless amounts of hours, I'm talking about some sleepless nights, and now you finally, you finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? You finally have created your masterpiece, you see it there within reach Although now you find yourself in a precarious position because you need help moving that book. Well, people contact Content Media. They're one of the best in the business, as I mentioned, and this is exactly what their fantastic team is going to help you do. So head on over to contentmediapress.com today and see all of the ways their fantastic team is going to help you do just that and maximize your creative endeavors. And listen, it is a true pleasure to have Dr. Yervati here on the line. Now, the moment you start to do research on his book, Wet My Hands, you're going to understand. So this is, this is a memoir, okay? So, of course, we're going to be learning from his particular experience, traveling along his illustrious and magnificent career that he has established for himself. But in addition to that, we're going to be encountered uh, with some of the obstacles, that he has faced, not only with caring for his wife, but also his personal battles with his own health complications and how he switched from being a physician to being a patient. Now, this book has so much to offer. Not only are we going to learn about his obstacles and how he's overcome and continues to battle with a lot of them, but also the wisdom that he's been able to acquire through it all. And you may not be able to 
completely relate to every aspect of this book, but I promise you, if you read between the lines, you're gonna be able to take a lot of this information and manipulate it in a way where you can find a lot of benefit and have that experience really shine and illuminate a, a, a path for you in your own battles. I'm telling you, people, this is a book that you're gonna wanna add to your shelf. And at the end of the day, don't take my word for it. Take Dr. Yervati's. It's his book. He's written it. It's his life he's pulling from because he's lived it. And he's going to be able to articulate everything much better than I ever could. So as I mentioned to you a moment ago, sit back, strap in, and get ready for an eventful ride. And by the time we've concluded here today, you're going to run and purchase copies of your book because you're going to understand how valuable of a resource it truly is. Dr. Yervati, first and foremost, welcome to People of Distinction, and thank you very much for being a guest. How are you doing today, sir? Great. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my books. Absolutely. Listen, the, the pleasure is all ours, Dr. Yervati. As I mentioned in my opening, I think what you're doing here is, is special, but also it's very needed, right? Oftentimes, A, I personally feel memoirs offer a lot of insight, right? There's a lot of wisdom to be gained, so that is fantastic. But also, I think you are in a very... Uh, a, a very special position being the fact that you are a physician, but now on the opposite side of things as a patient, I think you're going to be able to offer a lot of insight that oftentimes we don't receive. So it, it truly is a pleasure and we're looking forward to this as, as, as much as possible. Now, before we jump into the book, now I know this is a memoir, so it may coincide with your background. And if so, not a problem whatsoever, but Dr. Yervati, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So basically, I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, I graduated high school in 1973, and we just had our 50th reunion, which is interesting. I left, and then you know, I was at Fort Sam Houston for my basic medical training, and that's when I met Sharon. And uh, through my whole life, a lot of people told me that you know, I wasn't very smart and so forth and so on, but she had a vision and felt that maybe I could do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you want me to be, I could be a doctor? She goes, yeah. She goes, you know, if you don't do that, I'm not going to marry you. So that, that was <laughs> in my book. So anyway, we're going to celebrate 50 years next year. Uh, she's been an inspiration, sometimes very hard on me as needed, but, uh, you know, went through undergraduate, you know, got into medical school, then I did two residencies, general surgery, and then another, which was five, and then another three of cardiothoracic, and I came out, joined the university, had a very robust practice, as a matter of fact, I developed a surgery uh, that was published in international surgery, I did the largest World Series of Xyphoid Resection. The Xyphoid is a little cartilage right here, and the success rate was unbelievable. And then, you know, Sharon developed uh, a rare form of bladder cancer called a uracal adenocarcinoma, one in five million, with only like a 20% survival, and she's eight years out. We thought we were doing great until she had her massive stroke. Uh, and now she has what's called expressive aphasia. 
So she tries to talk, but can't get it out. Mm-hmm. And then three years ago, I was having a lot of back pain because I, I used to do half marathons. I was weightlifting. I was like bragging to my students how good I look. And when I turned 65, I ended up in the hospital. And my third vertebrae was completely eaten away by multiple myeloma. So then I wonder when, you know, a couple years of chemo and, and all the complications and, you know, here we are. So I've gone from being a provider to caregiver and outpatient. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, being on the other side of the street as a patient, you know, I, I, I've seen a, a different perspective. You know, Dr. Yervati, first and foremost, thank you very much for articulating that. I often find it's that old adage, right? Behind every great man is an even, is an even greater woman. Um, and, and, and I truly believe that. I mean, I am an individual that is blessed to have married a magnificent woman. Sounds like you can also attest to that notion. And, you know, oftentimes it's just that one person that you need to believe in you to really set you on your journey, right? To be that catalyst to really move you in the right direction. And it's magnificent that you have found that. And I want to go into one of the last pieces that you stated in terms of having your perception really shifting from that physician going into the caregiving position with your wife, but then also becoming a patient yourself. I wasn't initially going to go here, but after that response, I can't see myself going anywhere else. Dr. Yervati, for anybody listening in right now, and I know that this is a vast question and and it's almost unfair to ask, but given the fact that you have now been able to experience so much, for anybody that finds themselves going through a similar circumstance, either as a caregiver for one of their loved ones or also as a patient themselves battling a particular form of cancer or, or just a catastrophic health uh, illness, what are some words of advice or wisdom that you would like to offer them about really being able to manage the tough road ahead? Yes. You know, it's, it's been very rough. Uh, I've had a lot of complications. All this from the chemotherapy and the steroids. So I've had shoulder replacements and I've got to get the left one redone. You know, because they don't do well. The important thing is, though, I think that, you know, meeting Sharon, uh, she had faith in me. Yeah. You know, everybody else, you know, thought that, you know, I just didn't have it. As a matter of fact, I put it in my book, it's kind of funny that one of the nuns told me, I guess I should just hang on to the street corner and smoke cigarettes because I wasn't worth anything. But she didn't believe that. Yeah. And... You know, other people, when I went to my 50th reunion, one of my classmates goes, man, I didn't know you were that smart. I, I didn't realize it. He was like, well, I did better than you. And uh, other people were very supportive. But I think having that one, you know, person that really, you know, was your icon and my, my soulmate, mm-hmm. I mean, she really, you know, felt that there was something there. And she really believed in me, and you know, you know, the rest is success. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had one stellar career, you know, going and becoming a, you know, tenured professor. Now I'm an emeritus. Uh, I was on the board of surgery. I became, you know, the chair and then executive director. Been involved in a lot of things, you know, that 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 I never thought, you know, I would be able to do. 
but uh, because of her and her support. So I think my advice is, you know, you've got that one person in your life that can totally change things, you know? And I put in there, you know, about the fates, you know, the gods, even Zeus was afraid of the fates as they cut and weave and, you know, you know, you know, you know, tie your, 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 your life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting how things happen. Every now and then you think you're moving forward and something knocks you back. But I think what my advice to everybody is, you find that person and you got to have a lot of resiliency. You know, and keep focused on on that forward thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, my thing is, you know, my students and so forth to make sure that that I'm giving them, you know, kind of an example that you know, yeah, you're a physician, but you're also humanistic. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, you know, I, I can change the face of how they approach patients. I don't want a student going. When they're, you know, I'm practicing. Going, well, I'm going to case number four or room number two fourteen. I want them to go and name the patient. Mm-hmm. You know, when I would talk to patients about there, I would sit in a chair and get close and talk to them. What I experienced to myself is, you know, the surgeon would be across the room and tell me, "Well, we're going to go to surgery. It'll be my second or third case." Is like. No, I'm going to be your first case because I know what happens, you know, during the day yeah. as things, you know, go. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm trying to do is with the books is just lay everything out, my life, you know, just totally, you know, uncovered to give people a chance to see what is it like, you know, where here you were a highly, you know, productive individual with many accolades. And then now suddenly you become a patient. As a matter of fact, uh, our university through the Institute of Healthcare Improvement, we're the only school that are getting students through, and they all are getting CPPS, Certified Professional in Patient Safety. And we have like a 97% pass rate versus a 74, over 800 students. There's 23 faculty, including myself, that are CPPS certified. Mm-hmm. So I know about patient safety. And I know about what can we do to prevent harm, what can we do to prevent errors. Because you may or may not know, there's still a lot of errors that occur in healthcare. And it shouldn't be that way in 2023. You know, there, there are times when no one you know, gave me my steroid stress, post-op meds, my night meds, you know, where's this, you know, and that shouldn't happen, you know, we should have everything fixed by now, but we don't. And so, you know, the other aspect of the books is to show all the complications and things that can happen. Uh, and when I first thought about writing, I talked about writing the book, I thought, well, let me talk about what it's like to become a cardiac surgeon. And then all this other personal stuff started, you know, happening. I said, you know what, let me just do my life, you know, from, you know, grade school all through growing up uh, and that to really give a picture of what it's like. And I've gotten a lot of 
very positive feedback from people saying, wow, you know, you've opened up, you're very honest, and a lot of connection, you know, learning, you know, what it's like. Because I'm going to tell you, I, I should have known something bad was going on, but I just thought it was like a disc. Never did I think that the whole third vertebral body was eaten up of multiple myeloma. Yeah. The problem is, it's like a bone marrow cancer that you can't cure. All you can do is kind of get it very quiescent. I've got a friend of mine uh, who's a golf pro, and he got in his hip, and he's been over in Dallas for a month now because he converted to acute leukemia and wiped out his bone marrow. You know, that's a complication. So, you know, there's a lot more going forward. I know there's no cure, but at the time that I have here, I'm just trying to change what I can. Dr. Seawell Lilly, I was one of the godfathers of heart surgery, and he said, when I go away and pass, I want to leave cardiac surgery in a better position than it was when I started. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Yervati, so many great things that you that you talked about and, and two particular notions that I really want to touch up on. First and foremost, to tie into what you were saying about just the world of medicine. My wife is also a physician and I I hear some of the dark sides of the medical field in the sense of the business side of things, right? right. Where the patients are in some instances, right, and not not in every, but the patients sometimes become, as you stated, a number, right? And there, it, it's just another case that they are dealing with. Um, and so often, you know, she, my my wife, in this instance, got into the medical field to assist the 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 needy, right? To assist the patients. And, you know, she is one of those people that go above and beyond for her patients and really wants to get to know them. But, of course, we understand that the medical world, listen, there's just a lot of sick people and it becomes very difficult at times to get yourself so engulfed in that, right? And that's another discussion that we can spend an entire interview going through. But it's a very poignant uh, fact that you bring up and definitely something that I think is worth discussion and going into. And another very valuable point that you brought up was having that support system. Listen, people, sometimes it's just that one individual. You don't need an entire team of people. If you have it, listen, that's fantastic. It, it reminds me... I've been very fortunate that, you know, that in the operating room, I developed a team that knew my routine, mm-hmm. that knew everything, you know, the pre-op, the post-op, yeah. the nurses in the cardiovascular ICU, you know, my residents, you know, they all knew what I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's important. When you look at what's called Six Sigma... You know, medicine is kind of on the bad end. I mean, the positive end is aviation, you know, nuclear power, mm-hmm. you know, military, you know, because uh, they've got check marks, everything. And unfortunately, on our side of the street, it's, it's, it's not as good, you know, and it shouldn't be that way, yeah. you know. And that's why many patients have errors, and you know, no one should die in the hospital from a medical error, but it happens every day. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my residents, we're in the operating 
everything is done. Bleeding is controlled. We, we don't need to come. We've got to be sure everything is done before we leave. Otherwise, we don't leave. And unfortunately, sometimes people are in a hurry. They leave the OR because they want to get the next case going, the next one going. And then they end up with problems. Um, so I tried to change that, um, you know, the way I practiced and, and so forth. Now, I expect that of other people and other, you know, providers, but I don't see it. You know, when a doctor comes in to talk to me and they're way across the room, where's that? Now, he's got up close, talks to patients, you know, making sure there's a connection. And, you know, throughout my career, I had many patients who I operated on their mother and then another relative and then then. You know, I went one set of patients that would invite me to Thanksgiving dinner every year. You know, uh, the daughter would message me and say, mom's on the way, she's having a problem. This was my last case where she had chronic problems with ruptured aneurysms uh, in the groin area. You know, I'd fix it, she'd survive, etc. And then, you know, on and on. But she was like the last case I did. And I, you know, I was in such pain, you know, from my back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, took care of her. But I always felt that you have to give it all. Yeah, I put in my book, you know, I did, I didn't, I did the best I could. I couldn't save everybody, but I felt that I really, you know, tried the best I could, you know, because we can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you've given it all, you know, then that's the mark of a, of a good physician, yeah. you know, not a doctor. And I really believe that. And unfortunately, I don't see that. And so I'm trying to, you know, educate and change that. Uh, you know, you know, through my book and so forth. So in the book, you know, Web by Hands, the title is from our, where we would squirt water on our hands to tie the sutures, make them tighter. This is from, you know, my, my chief of cardiac surgery. And, uh, you know, that way that would really tighten down the sutures. And so after a while, my team, I didn't even ask to wet my hands, they knew as I started to do it, you know, they would do it. It's interesting in the beginning there, like what my hands, like what? And the other thing in book two, this to me, he put his hand out for the scalpel, but he wanted everybody ready to go. And like, this was before the days of, you know, patient safety and, and different protocols where we have to stop and sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, but, you know, these are little things that you do that I believe, you know, can change, you know, how patient. I mean, suture that we use in heart surgery is sometimes finer than an eyelash. And, you know, there's always a discussion that 7-0-proline is life-saving. That's a tiny little stitch that can stop bleeding and so forth. Another one is in an octogenarian, i.e. anybody over 80, you get one chance. You know, if there's a complication, then patients don't do well. So that's my philosophy.
You know, Dr. Yervati, thank you very much for everything that you've articulated. People, I'm telling you, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, YervatiBooks.com are where you have to go. We have barely scratched the surface with regards to this book. I'm telling you, there's still so much left to be discovered. Head on over there, pick up copies of his book, Wet My Hands Today. It's a fantastic resource to add to your shelf. But as I mentioned to you before, this is not the only book that Dr. Yervati has written. There's another one called This To Me that he's also written. It's also available for purchase there, and you're going to want to pick it up. But as we start to close out of here, Dr. Yervati, I'd love to give you an opportunity to quickly go into that other narrative and tell us a little bit more about it and what to expect once we pick it up. Yeah. So the second book, uh, This To Me, you know, I continue with you know, some of the complications and things that I've had, i.e. the shoulder problems. What happens is the steroids kind of eat up the bone, and then the bone degenerates. So I ended up having shoulder surgery and then a redo. And I'm waiting to redo the left because right now it's bone on bone. And we're going to do that in January. But the idea of book two is to continue that. And the second thing is I put in some of my most interesting cases. I've kind of written them in a way that people who are non-medical you know, can understand mm-hmm. with arrows and things uh, what I did and thinking out of the box, you know, uh, about how to take care of patients. There are some patients that I've taken care of that nobody else would do. And I thought about it and said, you know, I think I can help this. I mean, there was a patient had like a 35, 40 pound, you know, tumor in their thigh. They were like, you know, almost 500 pounds and no one would operate on them. And he could hardly walk. So. We took him and took out that tumor and so forth, and you know we changed his life. And then I had, you know, three or four others that then followed, you know. So there's things that you do, and then the word gets out like, yeah, there's there's hope. So remember, this guy was like walking up a hill, you know, he was interviewed on one of the TV stations. I mean, he was finally losing weight because he couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. That's a huge tumor. Um, there was another patient that had kind of like a chronic infection in their lung. They're a bridge painter, and they inhale all the bad, you know, debris from the birds. Anyway, I invented and came up with an idea to make these beads with antibiotic in, and I put them in his chest. And when you look at his chest X-ray, I call them Colonel Man because they look like little turtle legs. And then after about a month, I pulled it all out, and sure enough, we cured his bad infection. You know, so I put those in there, and and then continue to talk about, you know, where we are, you know, uh, in book two, Mm -hmm. uh, as we continue this journey, which hasn't ended. You know, Dr. Yervati, I'm... Listen, I am thoroughly engulfed in everything that you're discussing right now, and there's so much wisdom to be gained. As we close out, we have discussed so much information here today, but is there anything else that we haven't yet touched up on that you really want to make sure our listening audience is aware of? Yeah. So um, currently writing book three, 30 Degrees on Bypass, so a little spoiler alert, there'll be a third book. The other important thing is that the royalties from the sales go to two scholarships, one at the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine 
at UNT Health Science Center, and the other half goes to the University of Strathclyde Scholarship Fund in Scotland. I'm a busy professor in the Department of Biomedical Engineering there. So I decided to kind of split this to fund, you know, the scholarship to allow future students to have, you know, some funding to get through school, you know, medical school, biomedical sciences, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my goal in life, to give back. I love it. Listen, people, could we have selected a more perfect embodiment of a person of distinction to be a guest with us today? There, again, the education is second to none. You're going to get a direct snapshot into a physician's day-to-day life while also learning so much about the opposite side of things, right? Being that patient and utilizing his words of wisdom and being able to implement it into your day-to-day lives, whether you are a caregiver or a patient yourselves. Head on over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, yourvadibooks.com. Pick up your copies of Wet My Hands, followed by This To Me, and make sure you check back in frequently. As he stated, there's another book on the horizon that you're gonna wanna get your hands on as well. Of course, with all of this, you have Dr. Albert H. Yervati to thank for every aspect of it. Head on over there today and get lost in it. Dr. Yervati, this has been a true pleasure, an absolute honor. Thank you once again for being a guest on People of Distinction. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, and hopefully we can maybe influence lives and change the future. Thank you. Thank you.